Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Today is Monday, February 8th, and we're together again for another week. And so time to wake up and have a good Monday morning with the Lord and in His Word. And in fact, we're going back to the book of Colossians, and now we're in chapter 2, verses 6 through 10. Colossians 2, 6 through 10. Jesus is Lord of our completeness. <laughs> That's what I've said today. Jesus is Lord of our completeness. Now, it's a little funny word to use there, maybe even a little bit awkward, but nevertheless, it communicates, I think, exactly what this section is talking about, that, that Jesus is our all in all. He is our fullness, our completeness, and we, in a sense, don't need anything else. In a very real sense, we don't need anything else because we have Him. And Paul is urging the Colossians to think that way. So let me read it, and then I'll walk back through it verse by verse. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. Those are awesome words. Uh, just power-packed words in these few short verses. And what I want to look at first is the first two verses, 6 and 7, where Paul is urging the Colossians to continue walking by faith, just as they had when they first came to faith, as it says, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith. Um, to... They received Christ by faith, right? They took faith in Him, and so why not continue to walk by faith every day? Uh, I think that's the message here. Uh, the phrase, continue to live in Him, can also be translated, so walk in Him. Some of your versions say, so walk in Him. That is the idea of continue on in Him. Keep taking steps day by day by faith in Him, just as you did when you first received Him, right? And when you first received Him and you first became a Christian and you first prayed to receive Christ, Jesus was enough. That's all you needed, in you, right? And you came to Him and you knew that was the answer, right? And so Paul is saying, just like that, now continue to walk every day with the same kind of faith because Jesus is all you need. I'm going to quote a couple of times from the song, all I have is Christ. I love this song. I'll read the first verse in the chorus. I once was lost in darkest night, yet thought I knew the way. The sin that promised joy in life had led me to the grave. I had no hope that you would own a rebel to your will. And if you had not loved me first, I would refuse you still. Hallelujah. All I have is Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus is my life. I just love that song. We sing that song. We sing that song a lot in church, and I think it's so appropriate here. 
It was Paul saying, look, you should live your life just like you, you did when you first received Christ, that all you had was Him, right? And so we love, I love this beginning. And in this, these first two verses, Paul actually uses four words that just kind of hit home, that just punches home the point. First of all, he uses the word rooted. Continue to live in Him, rooted. Just like John chapter 15, right? I, uh, Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, and we're rooted in Him, right? Uh, rooted in Christ and, and, and growing because Christ is at the center of our lives. That's the idea. And then he uses the word built up in Him, and that's an architectural term, right? We're built up like a building on a foundation. I said the other day, uh, edification is being built up in Christ, and it's the same idea here, built on the foundation of Christ. All of these revolve around Christ. Strengthened, it says, in the faith. In what faith? In faith in Christ. Again, it's, it's centered around Christ. And then he uses the word taught, as you were taught, or tech, um, literally, as you were schooled. Uh, the word there is didasco, intellectually taught. And so, use your mind. Uh, rooted, built up, strengthened, taught, all of that in Christ, right? All of that then causes us to be thankful, overwhelmed or overflowing with thanksgiving, it says in verse 7. Overflowing with thanksgiving. That's what happens when we're rooted, when we're built up, etc. In Christ, when, when Christ is our fullness, then we're just overflowing with thankfulness like uh, a stream in the spring that's just got all the water coming down from the snow runoff and it's just overflowing its edges and it's full and bubbly and that's the kind of thankfulness, Paul says, we have as a result of being rooted in Him. You know, sometimes I kind of fall into the trap of being um, kind of puny about my circumstances, right? I, maybe I feel like I'm not getting enough sleep, or maybe I'm not getting enough vacation, or not getting right, or not enough money, or not enough possessions, or whatever. You kind of get into a funk on some of these things, right? And you start to lose your peace. Why? Because when that happens, what's happening is suddenly Christ isn't enough for you, right? That you want Christ and all these other things. And why is that? We need to stay rooted in Him and rooted in His Word just to be reminded that we have our fullness in Christ. Amen? And then it says, in contrast, in verse 8, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. In other words, Paul's setting up a contrast here. He's saying, yes, in the beginning, Christ is all you need, right? And now, don't be taken captive by these other philosophies that are telling you that Christ is not all that you need. And this is what the Gnostics were teaching that they needed something more than Christ. Christ was just a little piece of it, but they needed the Jewish traditions and they needed these um, uh, uh, mystical teachings. And so he's saying, don't be captive. Don't, don't, be, don't be trapped by the hollow and empty philosophies. Um, as you remember, one of the things that I talked about was um, that the physical was bad. The Gnostics believed that the physical was bad, only the invisible was good, only the spiritual was good. And of course then, so Jesus wasn't truly a human. As we, as we know to be true, He was 100% God and 100% man, right? And also the Gnostics 
The Gnostic teachers said that you have to listen to us. They were like gurus. You have to follow us um, and, and be in the know, right? So Paul's saying, don't be captured. Um, don't be taken captive by these empty philosophies. Uh, and then he also uses a phrase here, which depends on human tradition. I think this is um, Paul's way of reminding them because they were taking some of the Jewish traditions, not even necessarily the Jewish laws, but the Jewish traditions and adding them in um, to their practices and beliefs. And Paul's saying, uh, don't do that. And we even know today that sometimes there's, there's human traditions that aren't good uh, in our culture, and we need to be careful not to partake in them. For instance, a couple of simple examples, Halloween, that's a, a, a really good example of a, of a tradition in our culture that's, that's really ungodly, right? Um, and, uh, and so he's reminding them, don't you be careful which traditions that you follow. Now, traditions aren't all bad, of course. There are good traditions, but then they're also ungodly and hollow traditions. And then he uses the phrase, the basic principles of this world. The basic principles of this world. Now, your version might say the elementary principles of this world, and I think that's even a little bit better because this is actually a very specific word, a very specific term that Paul is using here to describe the astrological beliefs of the Gnostics, the astrological beliefs of the Gnostic teachers. Apparently, in their system of beliefs, uh, you had to understand the stars and the constellations and the astrological calendars, etc. And then they coupled that, get this, they coupled that with their mystic traditions or beliefs about the angels and how the angels would emanate from these constellations and come into our world. And it's, it was just very complicated and confusing, but it had a lot to do with astrology. And Paul is, Paul is saying to them, don't buy into it, right? These uh, astrological systems, uh, don't buy it. Christ is all you need. You don't need to read your future in the stars or whatever, right? Finally, in verses 9 and 10, I love this part. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. I just love the fact that Paul uses the word fullness here. Number one, because I just love the word, right? Because it's that fullness and completeness, and we have all that we need uh, in Christ. But again here, presumably, Paul is using a word that he's taken directly from the Gnostic teachers. Because they're, they're over here teaching, oh, in order to have the fullness of your spiritual experience, you need to follow us, you need to believe these things about the stars and the constellations, etc. Um, and, and, and Paul says, okay, fine, if, if that's, what you, that's the word you want to use, I'll, I'll use that word, but it's about Christ. The fullness, as you're using the word, incorrectly, the fullness correctly understood is in Christ. It's powerful, right? Um, and, and he says uh, uh, that in Christ you have the fullness as well. Um, we are totally saved in Christ, right? We have, uh, we have His Spirit living within us. We have already uh, begun living eternal life, right? We have 
for, we have all of the forgiveness we need, the imputation of Christ's righteousness. It's, it's all been given to us already. The fullness of Christ is actually in us as well. We're in God's kingdom. Praise God. And so we don't need other new beliefs, mysticism. We don't need what the Gnostics were teaching about astrology and uh, spiritism and zodiac signs and crystals and palm reading, etc. All that new age mysticism, which really emanates, comes from the ancient Gnostic teachings. Okay, are you with me? So when you see new age teachings in America today, which maybe came through uh, Asia in some sense, Originally, it started in the Middle East with the Gnostics. Uh, and so Paul is saying to us, even now, 2,000 years later, you don't eat any of that stuff, all right? Don't, don't buy it, right? All you have is Christ. All you need is Christ. And I'll just quote one more verse out of, All I have is Christ. Now, Lord, I would be yours alone and live so all might see. The strength to follow your commands could never come from me. O oh, Father, use my ransomed life in any way you choose, and let my song forever be, my only boast is you. Hallelujah. All I have is Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus is my life. Amen. Powerful words. The all-sufficiency of Jesus Christ in our lives. We're so thankful for him. Let's tell him so this morning. God, I do thank you that you've given us Jesus. And Jesus is all that we need. The fullness resides in Christ. And even you have given that fullness to us. Lord, we thank you so much for that. Remind us. Give us that grace to remember it today on this Monday morning. Lord, that all that we need, all that we have is found in our relationship with you through Jesus Christ. Lord, today I pray for my friends, my church family members. Pray strength for everyone on this Monday morning. Lord, I pray that you would help us to rise to all the challenges that you allow to come into our lives today. And may we always remember you're there with us uh, every step of the way. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, all of you. I'll see you again tomorrow, 730.